0: With That is talk is cheap. Hey everybody, it's Mad Dogio, and we are back. The maiden voyage of Talk is Cheap, and we got a good one. All Absolutely. We got a good one. So, but before we get to our guest tonight, Amelia, uh Valerio Pitbull Chapman. How you doing Amelia?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm um, wonderful. Look at me. Absolutely. I'm my buddy Mark Sotkin is here tonight. We're gonna to have some fun with Mark, yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun tonight. He is a um, I called him the Hollywood Renaissance man uh, on a previous episode. And he really is, he really, really uh-huh. is. Mark Sotkin is a uh, producer, writer, director, sometimes actor. You can see him once in a while in uh-huh. front of the camera, uh, or on a uh a community theater stage near you. Near you. <laughs> well, <gasps> let me get to uh introducing this man. He is um he is a, a, a veritable um encyclopedia of show business. He's done it, he's been there and uh, and back again and lived to tell the tale. In fact, lived long enough to write three books about the tale. Mark Sotkin, welcome back to the show, welcome my back. friend.
2: Good to see you guys. What's going on?
0: Third. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You are a guy that's, um, that always surprises me, even if we haven't spoken in a while. Um, I found out a few things about my friend Mark Sotkin that I did not know on our previous episodes. Um, Working Stiffs, 1979. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did not know that you had involvement in the... With working were you a producer on that show, Mark, or did
2: you write for it? So, uh, I wrote and produced. So, their huh? Paramount had a script that they weren't happy with, and um, uh, that's actually when I left Laverne and Shirley and le- left Laverne and Shirley to do the rewrite of that, produce it, and uh, then was involved with uh, casting Michael Keaton and Jim Belushi, who were the stars of it. Um, actually, Pee Wee Herman was in the in the series and was like one of the first shows that uh, Pee Wee Herman got to do. I
0: remember the show. Oh wow, yeah. I remember the show. Paul Rubin. yeah, okay. yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. then, yep. Yeah, Paul Paul was this uh, is what really one of the first TV things he did. Um. So yeah, I did that until they fired me. <laughs> Why oh, they fire no. you? I gotta hear this
0: from one. Why, you're yeah, nice they, guy. Why did some create, you?
2: creative differences? Is, is, you know, that's a big thing, Mark.
0: That's a big thing. How hey. one, especially uh, if I guess I'm assuming, and I, I hate to assume, but I'm assuming maybe you're, you know, you're still a little green in the business at this point.
2: Uh, um, it, it, it was a, a bunch of things. I was promised some things that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, it was also, I had a, it happened to be a time that I had a few personal things going on in my life. Oh gotcha. I probably okay. I might not have been doing my best work. Oh, okay. uh, they may they may have been right to get rid of me. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that 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 was uh, working steps.
0: I tried to get these uh-huh. in as close to uh-huh. order as I could. Okay. Uh, Laverne and Shirley, you've um, been very quite candid, in fact, about uh-huh. the, um, <laughs> the 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 love hate affair. Yeah. That Cindy Williams had with the writing staff. Uh, interestingly, you might want to know this, uh, and maybe you'll come back East Coast mm-hmm. to see her perform. Cindy is actually doing um, my. Um, it's called my doing, life. She, with-
2: yeah, she's doing a one-woman show. She's traveling all over the country. Yeah, she's actually here at the Bucks County Playhouse. People, go see her. She's funny. Mm-hmm. She's great.
0: Can I tell her that I'm a friend of yours? Will she? Tell me, like, give me my you know, money. That's a, a toss-up. <laughs> that, is, that is a toss-up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, for the benefit of Amelia, because I'm going to throw it to Amelia right now, okay. um, kind of give her the, a bird's-eye view, Mark, of of life uh, in Laverne and Shirley land.
2: So, um, when I, the w- reason I got to Laverne and Shirley was, uh, so Laverne and Shirley was a mid-season show. Um, Penny and Cindy had guested as Laverne and Shirley on Happy Days and they the network loved the characters mm. went on the air they did a half season um, and it was an immediate hit so on a week to week basis either Laverne and Shirley was the number one show in the country or Happy Days was the number one show in the country right. and uh, m- towards the end of their first full season because obviously it was picked up yeah. Um, Cindy was not happy with the writing and how the writing was going for her character and they uh, fired almost the entire writing staff. They, they kept mm. Paul Roth who was a great writer um, and was kind of the historian and also had grown up with Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall and knew the Marshalls well. Yeah. Um, and I had just finished I had just been discovered and, and had done my first series called Sirota's Court uh, that was kind of like Night Court. It was almost exactly like Night Court on NBC, but we didn't make it. We were canceled. And right after we, we were canceled shortly before Cindy had to, got rid of the writers and the guy who discovered me, a guy named Harvey Miller, who created Sarota's Court, um, had worked a lot with Gary Marshall. Uh, Harvey had been one of the producers on The Odd Couple. And so Harvey okay. told uh, Gary Marshall, and I was discovered by Harvey in an improv show, do, doing improv, a show called mm-hmm. Off the Wall. Sure. And Harvey took me and Chris Thompson, who went on to have a big career uh, creating shows like Bosom Buddies. Um, right. And uh, Judy Askins, who was Judy Irvin back then, who went on to direct uh, Perfect Strangers and The Hogan Family. Oh we all really yeah. good yes. Anyway, he picked the three of us to do mm-hmm. to his court. And when we got canceled, he told Gary Marshall, you got to hire these three people. So we, wow, went to Laverne and Shirley, and uh, and at that time, um, you know, Laverne and Shirley was one of the first shows that the Enquirer covered because it, it was pretty well known that Penny and Cindy weren't getting along that well necessarily. Yeah, like a lot of great comedy duos. Yeah, you know, uh, Abbott and Costello weren't great friends. Uh, no, Martin uh, it, and it, Lewis. It, yeah, right. It happens a lot. Yes. Yeah. but that was that was the situation uh, yeah. and so anyway we were brought in and um <laughs> the reason i got to eventually produce the show was and what i've come to realize was it, it, what's really a shame was or is is that all of us the cast and the writers and everybody who was working on the show that we just didn't realize that our uh method of working was just uh It was rough. Yeah. Okay. And that we couldn't enjoy the fact that we had a hit show. So we would write stuff and we would send it to the stage. And then they'd say, no, no, we don't want to do this or we want to change this. And instead of saying, and they were funny people. So it's not like you want to ignore Uh what they were doing. But at some point, whoever was the showrunner at that time during the show, they would go, Damn it! They're going to do what we want to do this week. We're not doing what they want to do, and then they yeah. get fired because when you have the number one show, you don't get mm-hmm. rid of the actresses; you get rid of the writers. Mm-hmm. So, Mark,
0: I... I have a question right wow. right there, Mark. I have yeah. a I have a question that segues right in there. One of my favorite movies is called My Favorite Year. Yes. Okay, you know you know the film. It's about, uh, for the benefit of written, of written the by people.
2: Dennis Colombo.
0: Yeah great film and very well written. Yes. Uh, And for the the benefit of people watching who don't know the film, it's about an aspiring rookie television writer working for a major network in New York back in the 1950s based loosely on on the Sid Caesar show. Yes. Okay. Uh, There's a line in that movie I want to talk to you about. He says Bill Macy's character says it's not that he when he's talking to, to uh Benny, he goes, um, it's not that it's not funny, it's just it's not
2: funny. Right.
0: Talk to me about funny versus funny.
2: Okay. So um you can write a joke about anything, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you know, here here's the thing, you you write a joke about it. Yeah. Um I'm going to talk about Golden Girls because it's a better example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? And I was the showrunner on Golden Girls. I was the head writer, executive producer, Golden Girls. And somebody, whatever the line is, I don't care if the line is, hey, come on in. How do we say that funny? Yeah. How can we say that funny? And so also with television writers a lot, we grew up watching television. And depending on what show you watched, might affect mm-hmm. how funny you are. Like right. when I would interview writers, if they say, oh, my favorite show was The Brady Bunch. And the Brady Bunch was a hit show, and I'm sure it was great, but it wasn't the funniest show on television. No, it was a horrible show.
0: Right. I, I was
2: a kid and hated it. Yeah, so <laughs> if somebody says, oh, my favorite show was The, the Brady Bunch, it's, yeah, great, good to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. So, yeah, right. it's funny, mm-hmm. and it's funny. And then there's also funny what you write and who's delivering <laughs> and who's delivering the funny. Ah, yes. there you go. There you okay. go. Yeah. Many times on on the Golden Girls, uh, I'd say to the ladies, you know what? Don't even write. Learn this joke. We're going to write another joke, and mm-hmm. they would say to me, "No, give us another day with it." Yeah. Yeah. And they would yeah. save our ass. You know, they make us look great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, you have people though, like Betty White and B. Arthur and yeah. Estelle Getty, who
2: was just Fucking funny,
1: hilarious. funny, funny, all, oh, Michael all Michael Michael R-
2: and, and Penny Marshall, yeah, and Cindy Williams, yeah, and yeah. Michael McKeon, and David Lander. They were all yeah. incredibly mm-hmm. funny. Our, just our 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 work mm-hmm. method was just so contentious mm-hmm. that no one was having a good time.
0: The one mm-hmm. thing about all of them, though, is that, and and I think you'll appreciate it, everybody you just mentioned mm-hmm. had an in, incredibly vast improv background improv was a huge part of all of their careers
2: um i, I don't know that it was with uh, the golden girls they were they were actors they were actresses well yeah true and, well, and they they had uh i mean the thing about so so it was produced at with thomas harris productions and yeah with, and just as a company philosophy um I've never worked any place that so respected the written word yeah so Mm -hmm. and I, I may have told this story before on the show Angela I don't know so the difference is when I was working on Laverne and Shirley uh I'd get a call from the stage and they would say the ladies want to see you on stage Yeah. The first thing I would do is I'd call my wife and say, I'm not coming home tonight. I won't be home tonight.
1: (laughs) Oh, you thought it was going to be that long of a...
2: (laughs) No, so we'd go down and we'd see something that had absolutely nothing to do with the script necessarily that we wrote, okay, or that they were rehearsing. But they had a new idea of something that they wanted to do. And they're Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. So And they're the stars of the show. So what we have to do now is go back and spend overnight necessarily, possibly, yeah. (laughs) Doing a rewrite to make that whatever we just yeah. saw work mm-hmm. in the show that we're doing. Yeah. Now it's a number of years later, and I'm on the Golden Girls, and I've just become the showrunner of the Golden Girls. And I'm in there for a couple of weeks, and I get a call and it says, The ladies would like to see you on stage. And I'm like Pavlov's dog. It's like, Oh shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, got, right. I, I thought I was done with this. And I went mm-hmm. down to the stage, and Betty White literally wanted to change the word this to that she didn't want to say this uh-huh. one she wanted to say that one uh-huh. I said just this once Betty but don't let this happen again uh, uh-huh. and, and, and you know, I bet and you it was she, a weekly and, thing and wasn't it she, <laughs> and she laughed and you know and we were fine but they just respected the word on the page so much uh-huh. yeah um, uh-huh. so that, that was the difference but again it was just the methodology the show was different
0: yeah. Mark who was the most leg- legitimately I guess to say that word the uh, the the most legitimately funny woman in that on the
1: show, show on the Golden Girls they
0: were all hilarious
2: they were, I, they, they, they were all home run hitters it's uh-huh. hard to say yeah it's hard to say because um, stylistically they were all different so well, you've got yeah I mean, I mean B, B Arthur was brilliant Bet, uh, I mean there's no question about Betty what you know that they all had such great jobs. Uh, um, well,
0: you know, B. Arthur was like she was an amazing actress. You know, yeah, she could do comedy, but she was really an amazing actress. But yeah. she could deliver like
2: deadpan. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. like nobody's well, business. Also,
2: you know, one of the keys to the Golden Girls when you watch it, um, mm-hmm. especially in the first few years, which established the look of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Terry Hughes, who was the director, he would make. A 30 second joke into a 45 second joke, just like mm-hmm. going around the kitchen yeah. table. <laughs> and solving with the,
1: yeah, and solving the, a thing with cheesecake. There you go, the cheesecake.
2: Yeah, exactly, those scenes. Mm-hmm. So, reaction, reaction, reaction. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the audience, because the audience, it was, since it was a tape show, they could see mm-hmm. monitors. So mm-hmm. they were seeing the reactions and would keep laughs going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, yeah, they were, mm-hmm. all four of them, just yes. brilliant. Amelia yeah. questions for Mark.
1: Yeah. And I think the funniest thing was like when you were saying back then with the, the one, one little word could make the funniest joke with like, whenever you gave the author, like the word ma, the way you would say a certain way, every time the way she just said ma, the crowd the reaction, it, just it, the way she said it yeah, every right. single time,
2: right the uh, way so she would just
1: you, say it every time was funny. Just the you know, look I, on I, her face.
2: And, you know, Laverne and Shirley and Golden Girls are the hits. Mm-hmm. I worked on a lot of crap, too. And you could mm-hmm. write the same ma for somebody who, who isn't not the who, same. Arthur*, it's, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, it wasn't and the and same. That's a good point, Amelia. Mm-hmm. That's a really yes. good point. How one word can, can literally make, make the difference between mm-hmm. a laugh or not. Exactly. You know, that's, also in happens- terms
2: of that's also in terms of writing. Yeah. choice of words. And so
0: Mark, what happens then if you have the funny on paper, right? But you're not getting the funny out of the mouth. Right. Like how do you address that with an actress that's clearly accomplished, that's got you know credibility? Do you walk eggshells? No no no, you- no, 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 no,
2: no, no. No, no eggshells. Well, dep- <laughs> early on there might be eggshells. So um <laughs> and i've explained this like do you fear getting fired so (laughs) so so film film is a director's medium and the director is the boss sitcom is a writer producer's medium so um and i'm the showrunner Uh, i get to be the showrunner so now monday first thing monday morning they're going to read the script the first time they haven't seen it it's and, and we we sort of figure out what's working and what's not working and we tell them what they can start rehearsing and what they shouldn't even bother with we're going to go do rewrites yeah but by tuesday after tuesday afternoon is the first time we see it on its feet now the actors are still on script but we get to see it in the sets so we start to see again what's working and what's not working and we'll do a rewrite tuesday night on wednesday and whatever we rewrote on tuesday night they get we do another table reading wednesday but wednesday afternoon there's another run through where they perform it now now they're getting off script right now I'm going to start giving I can start giving acting notes I might say hey you know this might be funnier if you say it on the court while you're walking across the room or right. funnier if you don't say it while you're walking across the room and and another time that I'm definitely giving notes is so on golden girls we shoot a show at four o'clock in the afternoon that's a dress rehearsal and we may or may not use a lot of that right some of the stuff we wrote that we thought was funny all week, and, all, and it's in front of an audience. So we're going to f- find some of the stuff that we wrote ain't as funny as we thought it was. Yeah, and we also may find that some of the stuff that we didn't know was that funny is funnier. Mm-hmm. In between that four yeah. o'clock show and the seven o'clock show, we all get together with dinner for dinner, and the cast is there, and the writing staff is there, and I'm there, and I go through and I give notes. Okay, so I make notes while we're shooting the four o'clock show. And I, so a note might be, um, you know, B. you're being a little, you, you don't have to be The word was always strident. Yeah. B, you're being a little strident on, on this one. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, you have, to, and, and the very first time, so golden girls was on, you know, for eight years, it was seven years yeah. and a year yeah. of golden palace. I,
0: we have a uh, Mark. I want to, I want to bring this to your attention. Yes. Um, There's a very prominent individual in the wrestling community named Scott Larson. Yes. Scott's kind of a big deal. Okay. In the wrestling world. Okay. He said, you worked on some great, wholesome shows, sir. Thank you for
2: being a big part of my childhood. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. And as for wholesome, you know, here's the deal. The Golden Girls was really four old ladies doing dick jokes, and my job was to make it <laughs> okay. And my job was to make it so you can say those dick jokes on NBC, okay? So, uh, Scott,
0: if you're still out there, you have a question for Mark. Uh, yeah. Fire away, my friend. I yeah, think Scott, my, my- Scott's a, a kind of a big deal in the wrestling mm-hmm. world. Cool, um, and he's the voice of the NWO oh. for people who don't know that okay (laughs) scott larson is the voice of the nwo um go ahead uh, you know what i want to let you take this amelia because you know about this show and i didn't
1: (laughs) the golden oh yeah the golden palace yeah i think it was a great show too it's um i think you know after of course uh dorothy left of course to marry um you know blanche's uncle you know how the spinoff was and uh they decided to buy the hotel to, uh, you know, kind of still stay together and then teach Martin. I love how you brought him along and made him the cook. Right. And what uh, was, uh, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cook for all these people. And they just try to make him like, he was the big wig and the nice guy. Oh, you can do this, you know. And it was Don, and Don,
2: Cheadle, and Don Cheadle, who has yeah. gone on oh, to be I a big him. star. I, uh, yeah, a great actor. God, right. Yes. And I'm that great was one, one of good. Don's, First yes. big breaks. So I just finished so I'm getting ready to mm-hmm. uh, the end of April, there's a Golden Girls convention in mm-hmm. Chicago. Okay, they already have over 2,000 people coming. Oh mm-hmm. wow. And I'm going, and they're gonna want to talk about Golden Palace. So mm-hmm. I've just watched all 24 of them. Okay, because mm-hmm. I because I had it's a long time ago I hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just what it's just not as good as Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. The chemistry was different. Yes. Um
1: without Dorothy there. Without that character Dorothy Dorothy was there.
2: there. Mm-hmm. Um there's a there's there's a whole bunch of people, including me, and we didn't do our our best work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's some there's laughs. It's funny. There's mm-hmm. good episodes and so so episodes. Yeah. Um there's episode there's one episode I wrote uh, that I'm really proud of that actually kind of blew up on social media last year. Mm-hmm. Uh it was the episode where blanche hit uh hung uh, the confederate flag the confederate flag yes in i saw that
1: episode right. With Don yeah.
2: yes. so, you know having a black character opened up mm-hmm. things for us to do stories yes. that we wouldn't normally do um but we you know i'll tell you
0: it, what i still think is what is one of the funniest episodes mm-hmm. and we actually featured it on one of the shows you and i did mark mm-hmm. um you know um B. Arthur's character, you know, her her brother dies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was he was gay, right? He was a gay guy. Actually, he wasn't gay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Phil was a crossdresser. A crossdresser. dresser so yeah. was he was married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he was a crossdresser.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And so that character was, you know, like how do you handle? A, you know a, a dead cross dresser okay. happens to be the main character's brother right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, not only he- not
2: only her brother sophia's son so yes. what I yeah. do, and I'm very it's one of the probably one of the best episodes of anything that I've written I mean it, to, me, to me what was hilarious. interesting mm-hmm. to me what was really interesting was it's losing a son which is a horrible thing for yeah. an adult to lose to lose a child at any age but also dealing with Sophia's embarrassment about the fact that this guy was a cross dresser
1: and they put him in a dress in the castle. and and the fact yeah,
2: that you know um... actually a teddy he was buried in a teddy a teddy that's right He yeah. was for the teddy that was... yeah. but you know we we did a gay marriage show in 1990 yes so yeah it's been that we did so many stories mm-hmm. about important issues mm-hmm. that were still you know Confederate flags and gay marriage mm-hmm. stuff—we're stuff still yes. dealing. With. It's crazy that we're still dealing mm-hmm. with, but yeah. we are. Yes, well, it's
0: interesting to me. You mentioned going to a, you know, a Golden Girls convention in Chicago. All the characters are gone. Yes, they're all gone. Right, mm-hmm. but the, the, more but people,
2: the, more people are watching the Golden Girls now isn't, than have ever oh. watched. Thank, I thank, still watch thank, it, yes. Thank that's crazy. Thank God for Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a, yeah. It's crazy. That's it's amazing.
0: crazy to me. Yes. That you're going to a convention where none of the characters will be there. The, the sad thing but, is, the writer probably, will be I'm, there. I'm probably,
2: name that's going to be there," said. Right, mm-hmm. the, the the writer, producer, director will be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so, oh, they
1: still have a channel here called TV Land that I watch the episodes on. Oh my
2: God! Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes, and, and it's still yes. on Hallmark, but who? Yes, Hallmark.
1: Is really that's it. Hallmark but, too. Yes. But Hulu, Hulu is has really said, changed
2: it because you can watch any episode you want whenever mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. And they just put. Yeah. So uh-huh. Golden Palace hasn't been on anywhere not yet. Since no. no. On now, so it, it's it's mm-hmm. just on Hulu. Yeah. They just Mm -hmm. put it on Hulu. Was Golden
0: Palace, Mark, was that an attempt to capture lightning in a bottle again?
2: Yes. So what happened was Mm -hmm. we knew B was leaving the show. Uh, We had tried... We had looked for a couple people to replace B. Debbie Mm -hmm. Reynolds did an uh, an episode. A guest appearance, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And we tried a few other people. The chemistry wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. So... NBC wasn't sure exactly what Susan Harris who created Golden Girls was going to be coming up with. Mm-hmm. And so they said, "Well, we'll give you an order for 13 episodes." And a normal a normal show gets 22 episodes. Yeah. On Golden Girls we were doing 25. Cuz yeah. well they knew what how much each episode was worth. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> so Oh, that was
0: a money train, brother. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> So
2: right. um Paul Witt and Tony Thomas who were the executive producers went to NBC and said, we can't tell the ladies, this is a big hit show that you're only giving them an order for 13. We can't do that. Uh, And NBC didn't want to budge. So they went to CBS Mm -hmm. and CBS gave the order for the whole season of Golden Palace. So, um, and this all happened very fast. Mm -hmm. Susan wrote this pilot and um i don't know i, no, I don't know i know it, it wasn't susan's greatest work golden yeah. Gold was, was her greatest work soap was her greatest work benson was her greatest. i mean mm-hmm. she wrote yeah. enough hit shows so to me and this is all in you know mm-hmm. 30 year retrospect yeah sure yeah. i wish we had gone into more detail how did the ladies get this hotel now let yeah. me ask you both of you have you ever cleaned yeah. ba- have you ever cleaned a bathroom
1: Right.
2: <laughs> have you ever cleaned thirty bathrooms in a day? Have you ever um, cleaned thirty bathrooms in a day? Dressed the way the Golden Girls are dressed? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no. There, no. So there could have been ways for mm-hmm. them to still have the hotel. I don't. Did it, Did they win it in a poker game? Did you? Uh, exactly. Did how did these these three ladies buy a, a beachfront hotel mm-hmm. in Miami? So there were things that weren't answered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of the writing and our problems in the pilot. And it goes by so fast, I swear I was unaware of this till I just watched the series. Mm -hmm. Don Cheadle's character, and if you remember in the early episodes, there was a kid who was at the hotel. Yes. Okay. And he just goes by really fast and says, oh, I'm fostering uh, Oliver. And it goes by, nobody says anything. Well, in terms of a golden girl writing, here's a young black man fostering a young white man. How did that happen? What is that about? Was Don Cheadle familiar with the foster care system? I mean, that's an issue that people are just starting to deal with now. Sure. He could have made it oh. so much deeper and much more meaningful. Okay. Than having to worry that Rose has to take towels up to room 203. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never believe Nobody ever believed it. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody believed
0: it. Yeah. Let's talk about Sinbad. I didn't know you worked with Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Um, I find hey, it. Can I get
2: a check here? I don't want
0: to. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, yes. My understanding from talking to people who knew, knew and know Sinbad is yes. that he can be a little. I don't want to say confrontational, but he can be a little difficult. Let's say confrontational.
2: To... You can say confrontational. You can say pain in the ass. You can say whatever you want. So uh, here's the uh, thing. Uh, about... I,
0: okay, so I'll just... I'll, I I heard he can be a bit confrontational. Uh, yeah, yeah, so here's,
2: but... here, here's the deal with the Sinbad show. Okay? Yeah. Again, a lot of this is... I've had to think it over. So number one, I was the... So the showrunner is the... I'm kind of like the head football coach, okay? Yeah. I worry about oh, sets. I worry we, about, I can worry about everything. People, Mark, can yes. we tell
0: people, Mark, can we tell people, because you and I both know what a
2: showrunner is. Right. Tell everybody who doesn't know what a showrunner okay, is. Okay, so a showrunner, which I became on Laverne and Shirley and Golden Girls, I didn't, I didn't create those shows. So when a Susan Harris is ready to go create another show and make another gazillion dollars, mm-hmm. they give the key to this very expensive car to a guy like me, and they say, don't fuck it up, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep. I'm kind of like a head football coach, so I, I don't design the sets, but the set designer shows me what he, they want to do. I don't yeah. design the costume, same with that. I don't edit the shows physically, but I see cuts of all the shows, and it's they're not done till I say, cool, you we're, that's great, right? Um, I go to casting, I go to you know, I it's all of it, but my main main job and what they reason they hire me is I'm the head writer. I decide what stories we're going to tell, who's going to write those stories. I get to decide with my joke is funnier than your joke. And I'm smart enough to know when your joke is funnier than my joke. Mm-hmm. That's what a showrunner does. Yeah. Okay. Um, on Sinbad, I was the fourth showrunner of that first season. Yes. That's the red flag. Big time, yeah, okay. I mean, shows change showrunners usually. You know, if you're a hit show, I was the second showrunner on Golden Girls. The first people had the first four years, and then I was brought in with Vernon Shirley. There were a lot of showrunners because they, I, I was saying before, yeah, the showrunner would get to say, This week they're going to do what we want them to do, they're not doing what they want to do, and they get fired. Okay. Mark, and, is it hard to write for a guy that's accustomed to writing his own stuff? Uh it makes it harder and they usually want to have somebody who has written with them in the room even though they've never written a sitcom or they've done a sitcom. So here Mark, was the here, here was the problem. Let me get to what Yeah. The, yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't all it was not all Sinbad's fault cuz okay. here was the deal. Sinbad had one vision for the show, the studio Disney had another vision for the show. And mm-hmm. the studio fo- and, and the network Fox had a third vision for the show. So wow. um, Disney wanted to feature the, the kids because he had, he was raising two kids. Mm-hmm. The network Fox wanted it to be about a, a young single guy who was out and about and Sinbad kind of wanted to be, he wanted to be Mr. Cosby. Okay. Oh yes. So on any given week, Two of those three entities were not happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, unless everybody's in sync, you got problems. Yeah. Um, and so, by the time <laughs> you know Sinbad and I were were you know screaming at each other face to face, the ship had sailed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I you know, and and in some ways, if we. If they had just picked his way, it would have been fine. You know, yeah, it would have made it or not made it. That I can't tell you. Yeah, but he would have been happier, um, and yeah, and everything would have been happier. Yeah. Uh, when I got there, there were some talented writers, but there were some less talented writers, and you know, to to wind up with a hit show, the planets have to align. Yeah. You got to have a cat. So that's
0: 1994. So by the next year, yeah, you are uh, you're now with a a new show called First Time Out. Now, can I get a check,
2: please? I'd like to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So and, and this is another one that I'm vaguely familiar with because it was mm. it wasn't around, but maybe for five minutes and
2: yeah, yeah, took powder. You're being um,
0: what went right, what went wrong, and why did uh, First Time Out uh, hit the skids?
2: Okay, so here, here's... We got to back up a little and, okay. exp- and explain how much of this is my fault, okay? Okay. I did the first year of Golden Girls, mm-hmm. okay? First year of a three-year contract. If you'll notice, on when you read the credits, actually... The first year I'm co-executive producer and then I become executive producer. And that's yeah. all just titles. That's just all just negotiated stuff. Right. Cause that first year they didn't know what, you know, they had a hit show. They gave me the keys to the car. They didn't know whether I was going to be able to do it or not. Yeah. End of that first year I go to Paul Witt and Tony Thomas and tell them I'm leaving. I'm moving with my family to Colorado. I bought a house. Uh, I didn't think staying in LA was good for my family. I had two little kids I knew what raising kids in LA was like when you're in show business. You're not raising your kids, the housekeepers are raising your kids. Yeah. If I stayed, either they would be in rehab or I'd be on rehab, I'd be on <laughs> wife I'd be <laughs> in wife number 3 and only be able to afford wife number 2. I, I right <laughs> I, I still loved wife number 1 and I said we're leaving. Okay?
0: Exactly.
2: When I told them that, they said you're the smartest guy in show business. Good luck. God bless. By the time I got back to my office, My secretary said, Paul and Tony want to see you again (laughs) immediately. Oh, my God. So I went back. I went back. And what we agreed on was I would stay for the next full year. Yeah. It was fine because we do the remodel of the house in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and after that, I was going to be there for six weeks in the beginning of the season to get as many scripts together with the writing staff as possible. Mm -hmm. And then I would fly in Monday morning for the table read. And after that first run through Tuesday night, I would give my notes. Yeah. And then I'd go fly back to Colorado because there were other people who were ready to take on more responsibility. And it it worked out okay on Golden Girls. And quite frankly, it's one of the reasons I don't think Golden Palace was as good as it could have been because some of the people there weren't quite ready to do (laughs) the job. Uh, yeah. they, they were still learning. They, they all became very, very successful showrunners. Anyway, yeah. so that was my situation when I was hired for Sinbad. Uh, the deal was, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be here full time for the first few weeks just so they get used to me. But then yeah. I got this two-day-a-week two thing. And by the time I got the first time out, um, that was the same thing. I'm going to be here for a little while. And then I'm going to go to two days a week. Well, yeah. you're mm-hmm. not going to get the best shows if you're a showrunner that's only going to be there two days a week. Yeah, there's, right. There's no reason a um, good. There's no reason a good show needs to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, first time out, uh, it w- it was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it sounds like uh, it, was, it, it was a nightmare, and they, you know, uh, the. The guy was the head of the WB at that point. Um, he didn't want it to be Friends. He said, I kept saying, I don't want this to be Friends. Why? Because Friends is too big a hit? I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, why, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want it? And uh, mm-hmm. Jackie Guerra, the 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 woman who was the star of the show, didn't have very much experience. Right. Um, and she wasn't a great actress. Uh, but she was new and, and would have helped her if other people could have had more uh, a yeah. bigger part. Um and I made the mistake of calling her something horribly uh that was horrible on a telephone call that I thought was off the record. Ah, oh, and it was right. not off the record uh as it turns out and it got back to the studio and Jackie what I had said. Um and uh I was fired from that job. <laughs> okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> so what happened with the you wish 1997, you Man. wish. <laughs> what is this?
2: Here it is. The new album, Mark's Greatest Flops. No, you, you wish. I, I was actually just a consultant on Okay. Okay, so that show was created by Michael Jacobs, the same guy who had created Charles in Charge yeah. and Boy Meets World. And I had worked mm-hmm. with Michael on Charles in Charge. And again, it was a two-day-a-week thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so this was a show. About a woman, single mom, raising three kids, who somehow had a genie, okay? Yeah. Um, And, uh, but she didn't want to use the genie, because she didn't want the kids getting used to using a genie. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had a genie, I'd be i'd be oh, rubbing day that lamp. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be jerking off i'd be rubbing that lamp <laughs> i'd be <laughs> like help me with this
1: help me with this and i exactly. need help with this the kids,
0: was- absolutely
2: the
1: kids
0: yes. go to therapy absolutely. when they
2: grow up mm-hmm. um, i'm telling you what and yes. the, and the guy who played the genie and he was a young actor you know every time he'd talk you go man if they could have gotten robin williams to do this boy it'd yes be different. you know so I it think was, it would have
1: been a hit show.
2: It, it, it no, actually no cuz when every time no? the mother well the mother she was she was not a great comedic actress. Mm-hmm. Uh she was a good actress and I think she was may have been for Broadway but she was not a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. And you know her whole thing was going no I don't want I don't want the genie's doing this and I don't want the
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: So, Let's uh, take a look at
2: the, what we call we do a little thing
0: around here now, Mark, called show-and-tell. So let's take a look at this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Amelia. Yes. Feel free to uh, to narrate uh-huh. if you like. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, d- you directed a few episodes of... Part uh, Seconds. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a living, and there
1: is... Uh, that's the Golden Girls from the house.
0: Right.
2: Laverne and Charlie. Lauren and Charlie. That's,
1: that's the apartment.
2: Yep. Let's that's me. And that's Chris Thompson, the other, one of the guys who you know who's very uh, uh, young. Mark Stockton.
1: Yes. There you go. First And that's a first time out. out.
2: Bu. Yeah,
0: I had to go into the archives for this stuff. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh and this one. Oh. My uh, God.
1: And there's the you wish with the genie.
2: Joe. Joe. I she only had two kids. I thought she had three. Gary Shanley. Gary and I were good friends. Hey, Gary Shanling show. That was actually a special. That wasn't the Gary Chandling show. It a special. That was one of the. Special oh, oh, there's my favorite
1: movie. show right there. It's a living.
2: The
0: Improbable, the uh, Senior Citizens. The Citizens. Yes. <laughs> Platypus Men, the late Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny. Um, incredibly talented, troubled guy, though. Yep, another talented, troubled guy, yep. Robin Williams. Oh, yes. Yep. Our friend, and that's the Sinbad. Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Our buddy, our buddy Sinbad, and here's the girl, the golden. Boom. <laughs> there they are. That's money. And the baby. golden girl. Money. money, in the bank. Those four women. And yeah, and here's the golden go. palace. Just, it's funny because I had a hell of a time finding. No, really? uh, a cover, yeah, I did. Yeah, because they hadn't the put Bob out Bob sh-
2: Saget. The, the show wasn't on DVD or. Uh, there's Bob, DVD Saget, the late Bob
0: Saget,
1: the late Bob Saget. Yeah.
0: Saget. good guy. Yeah, yes. I want to talk to you about that one. When we won't when we come out of this, okay? Um,
1: Rock and roll. Yep, oh. There you
0: go. I know these are great books. I've actually Oops. read these books.
2: They're <laughs> fucking hilarious. If you don't
0: have Mark
2: Scott, <laughs> what time? Books,
0: Bad Go to
2: Amazon.com. Mm-hmm.
0: This is some funny shit.
1: Kind of. This is funny. Dirty Paris Confession.
0: Yep. The line. The line. There's a huh? film that Mark actually uh, produced. And you? Do you just? You wrote that one, or you produced it, Mark?
2: Uh, did a rewrite on it. That was another show at with Thomas mm-hmm. that they brought me into just to work on the pilot. And that other okay. picture
0: with me and Bruce Valange. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce is a uh, an upcoming guest. He will be here at some point. Mm-hmm. But we will, you know, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we will wrangle him uh, into the um, into the fold here. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's what we know. Let's talk a little bit about this. I want to get uh, where's your books? Here wow. we go. Hot mm-hmm. damn. Here's the books. <laughs> the books. I am. I love the written word. Everybody who watches yes. the show knows that. We mm-hmm. have, to have a special show dedicated just to authors called The Writer's Room. And, uh, and I love that, that show that we do, The Writer's Room. Great show, Amelia. Oh, um, absolutely. The Comatose Adventures of Lenny Rose. You spoke about this the first time you and I got together on uh, our, our old show. Um, tell everybody the premise between, between, behind The Comatose Adventures of Lenny
2: Rose. So I was going through, actually, it was probably after first time out or after Platinum was <laughs> met. It was after one of those. It was It was during a rough period. and And I was thinking, what would be great right now is just to be in a coma for a while, <laughs> not to have to deal with any of the crap that I'm dealing with. And then I started thinking about, okay, so what happens when you're in a coma? And it turns out that some people... Can see and can hear while they're yes, in a coma. they can, yes. Um, yes, and so the, the comatose adventures of Lenny Rose is actually about a guy, uh, who has his greatest success and falls in love while he's in a coma. Um, I, it's a guy after my own heart, man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so you know, it, it's uh. And I, it, I got to admit, it's it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yes. I yes. have it's, it. It's a great it's pretty, book. Pretty funny. I have all these
0: books with yes. time off for bad behavior. I, I know the story behind this. Tell everybody what the story is behind. So with time off um, for bad behavior.
2: I had left uh, Laverne and Shirley to go do working stiffs, which we talked about. Yeah, and then uh, after that, and probably another year or so. Penny Marshall called me and uh, paramount was just hiring her to direct her first feature film. And she was supposed to direct the joyous sex. Um, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and, and there was a great script written by John Hughes, um, home alone breakfast club, pretty in pink that John Hughes. Yeah. It was a really oh, funny yeah. script, but the story needed work. So Penny wanted to hire me to do a rewrite on the movie. Um, but so that we could spend enough time together, um, she also wanted me to come back as the showrunner on Laverne and Shirley, um, which right. I agreed to do. But So on a normal season of a show like Laverne and Shirley, we'll shoot three <laughs> or four episodes and then shut down for a week so the writers can catch up and the actors get to rest because the actors get tired after three weeks. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that, that's on a normal season. On this particular season, we were going to shoot 22 shows in 22 weeks because Penny had to get ready for the movie. Cindy Williams was pregnant with her first child and kind Mm -hmm. of knew when her due date was. They had to be in all 22 episodes, but I only had them for 18 weeks. Oh.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: So at the end, when I had them, I had to shoot some scenes after the audience left which was Lenny and Squiggy were going to Chicago and Lenny and Squiggy were back from Chicago. or yeah. Some excuse. Yeah, sure. Um, we, start doing the, and we start doing the season and a few weeks in, uh, Cindy's contract was she had to be out by 11 o'clock at night. Okay. We even yeah. had a hospital bed on, on the set so she could rest because she was pregnant. Couldn't do as much physical comedy as what Laverne and Shirley was known for yeah sure we're shooting the show a few weeks in and and we're doing pickups so that means the audience is gone a light goes out i talked to the lighting guy and he says it's 15 minutes i said cindy it's gonna be 15 minutes uh go lay down we're gonna get done don't worry about it we finished like at 11.05 wow I, i go in the next day so laverne and shirley the week was we'd start on wednesday do the big rewrite friday night yeah. And then shoot on Tuesday. OK, so we mm-hmm. shot on a Tuesday night. I go back to work Monday or Wednesday morning. And my secretary says, Gary Nardino, who's the president of Paramount TV, wants to see you in his office right now. I, and he wow. doesn't usually want it. I've never been called to his office before. I go to his office. He's there. Tony Thermopoulos, the president of ABC, is there. Gary yeah. Marshall is there. Uh, Peter Roth, who was the ABC rep on our show, who later became president of Warner Brothers, is there. Oh. And they say, what the fuck did you do? Cindy Williams quit the show last night. Oh, my God. What? Well, because of her contract, she I kept her after 11 o'clock. At the time, she was married to Bill Hudson of the Hudson Brothers. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he um, wanted her out. And she had quit. Now, The deal is we can't shut down. I got to do 22 shows in 22 weeks. Yeah. Mm. So we go back and three of us, two other writers and myself, we write an episode overnight. And if you have ever seen Laverne and Shirley, the fashion show, it's like they wear, Laverne has a big hat that's a gondola and a big hat that's a, it's a terrible, terrible uh, episode. But we got it written overnight and we went back and we shot a show that week. Yeah. Okay. A few weeks later, Michael McKeon, who plays Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy, mm-hmm. quits the show, says, I'm going to go do this movie called Spinal Tap. The Uh-oh. studio goes, will you. We'll kill you. Yeah. You can't do it. He says, I'm going to go do Spinal Tap. Oh, my God. So I don't have Shirley of Laverne and Shirley, and I don't have Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy, but we don't close right down. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, one rough, of those following bro. weeks... So we start making stories of uh, Laverne is dating somebody or Laverne is with another guy. Yeah. And an actor, Larry Breeding, who Penny is seeing in real life. Okay. They're, they're They have a relationship. He's playing the boyfriend that week. Yeah. It's Friday night, which is our rewrite night. He has a horrible car accident. And, he oh my gosh. and he's dead.
0: Okay? Oh, dear Oh Jesus. no.
2: Now, now it's Monday. And nobody, including Larry Breeding's agent, knows where Larry is. Oh, my Lord. We finally find Larry, what's happened, okay? And remember, Penny has been having a relationship with this guy. Yeah. So we, we can't shoot the show, okay? We have to close down for that. We can't shoot that that Tuesday night. Mm. We bring in Jim Belushi, who I yeah. knew from Working Stiffs, and Penny knew. Yeah. And put him in the same role. He's going to say the same words. As the same boyfriend to Penny, who has just lost this man who she had a relationship with. Talk about the show must go on and that yeah. what well, she was. Yeah. And we oh, knew the yeah. same show. So we wound up doing 22 shows in 23 weeks. Wow. That is the season that is loosely based. The the the, the with time off man, for bad behavior. We say and, and in the book, clutch, the showrunner, God. the showrunner, uh Is going through a separation with his wife and so it's uh, there's a love story going on and a a man trying to find his Mm. footing during this insane season and then of course uh can we say Uh clusterfuck oh
1: wow
0: laverne and shirley particularly cindy williams was like uh in diva mode almost all the time
2: but brilliant. No, no no, 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 just just a couple, just a couple instances. Just, you know, just when she had this staff fired and when she quit. Other than that, no. so other than that, she was a great lady.
0: Uh,
2: well, separate. It was weird because separately they were. I I like them both. Together, mm-hmm. it just became this whole other thing. Um, but, they, you know, they yeah. were brilliant together. And on a week-to-week mm-hmm. basis, Incredible. I would go, you know, I'd, I'd go to editing and watch, and the cameras just mm-hmm. loved Cindy. Mm-hmm. Loved Cindy. Very photogenic, absolutely. Uh, and and mm-hmm. so much of the physical comedy, they worked, you know, it was our job to say, okay, we're going to put them in a Murphy bed. Okay. And we'd right. write. Them. But then they would come up with stuff. Penny's actually, Penny's first directing job was the pilot for Working Stiffs. Mm. No kidding. Well, CBS wanted uh, a male Laverne and Shirley working Mm -hmm. class physical comedy. Yeah. And Penny taught Michael Keaton and Jim Belushi this really hard physical scene to have them hanging on a clock on a skyscraper and stuff. Um, They were both brilliant. So, again, I I, I only wish we could have all, Penny, Cindy, David, and Michael, we could have all sat down and say, look, our our creative process yeah. is mm-hmm. complicated. Okay, yeah. you, you know we're yeah. funny writers. We know you're brilliant actors, and you're going to come over with funny stuff. And we're going to let's just celebrate this because we, we absolutely we're, yes. But but that was not that mm-hmm. was not the, the, the yeah. case. So yeah, Too
0: bad. yeah. And then the third yeah. book, um, kind of dirty Paris confessions.
2: Yes, <laughs> where did that one come from? So. Uh, Long before I went to Hollywood, uh, I worked my, for my father in the garment district. Um, okay. And my father used to, at one point, he had a mill uh, that my grandfather started, and then that, he went, that went broke. And so he was called, well, was called a converter. So we designed fabrics, have them woven in another mill, and uh, then go try to sell them to people who were going to use those fabrics. And we only dealt with uh, men's neckwear. Ties. Okay. And this was when people stopped wearing ties. Nehru jackets were happening. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, it was a funny arena to me. I'd always have to go down and be nickel and diming people on the Lower East Side about, you know, about how much a yard was. And we had one customer, (laughs) this guy, Cy (laughs) Wax, was always in trouble with the Federal Trade Commission because he put label, he put labels on the ties that just said Paris with a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, <laughs> or, or Italy, he never said it was he never said it was made in france <laughs> oh
1: my God. And, and so you
2: that's know hilarious. i had right and so i had memories of that world mm-hmm. uh and then just i i came up with this story um incredible that, that's different uh ha, ha, isn't about the tie business is actually about the high fashion business and this guy who's in the schmata business whose who's <laughs> father started, they, they were making house coats, low-end house coats that they sold at Kresge's, uh, who has desire to be more than that. And growing up, his best friend was the son of a mafioso and they were still best friends. Ah. So... Um, My it's, people it's, are in there somewhere. It's their, it's, it's, that, it's that world. It's that mm-hmm. world. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking yeah. of that
0: world, brother, how the hell did you survive Hollywood? I left.
2: There you yeah. go. <laughs> that's
1: the best, <laughs> the best thing. I left,
2: is. and it was really the end of my career. Yeah. It, it, it was never the same. and That's when I started getting shows like mm-hmm. First Time Out and Sitting mm-hmm. Back and all this stuff. Well, so it was, it was kind of the end of the 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 highlights. So mm-hmm. your show is about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, it was about wrestling. Well, so first, to, uh, about wrestling. So I can't ask about Ricky Starr Do you remember Ricky Star? Sure, of course so I remember Ricky go? <laughs> I go back to the.
0: I remember uh, Ricky Starr I remember Argentina Rocca.
2: Yes, sir. Flying George's drop, kick. flying drop kick. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Skull Gorgeous Murphy, George Skull Murphy.
0: Sk- I remember Skull Murphy. I remember the French Angel.
2: Okay. Um, uh Mike Mizurki. Um, by the way and, and so then I remember so that was the original and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was Bedlam from Boston. Yes and killer Kowalski and those people came I,
0: I have in fact I have it here it, um, Amelia, you remember I was it two weeks ago I showed my yes. pictures
1: Yes, you did.
0: Killer Kowalski, Luthez, Carl mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Lauer, the original Masked Marvel. I mm-hmm. had pictures with all of them. I showed them a couple of weeks ago yes. on the air.
1: Yes, uh, uh-huh. my,
0: In fact, it was Killer Kowalski. Interestingly yes. enough, Mark, did you bring up his name? Killer Kowalski mm-hmm. is the guy who signed me up for my lifetime mm-hmm. membership into the Cauliflower mm-hmm. Alley Club. Mm, yes. That's mm-hmm. the ear... Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a little tr- movie trivia for you.
1: Yeah, because of the That's ear, you get cauliflower ear.
0: Mike Mazursky was in the film Guys and Dolls. He was also in the film. Um, yes, with uh, um, uh, Glenn Ford and um, uh, Bet- uh, Betty Davis. Oh, uh, Pocketful Phil miracles. Whenever they wanted yes. a thug, he he always played mm-hmm. a thug. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and both he, had he the and the French bad angel guy were roles. in that film. Mm-hmm. two wrestlers were in that film and mm-hmm. Mike Zersky's ear is the logo for the cauliflower Alley Club. Just so okay. people know mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah.
2: so that's, you know, how old, that's how old I am that I remember Ricky star. I remember <laughs> well, I wanted
1: to, I wanted to say uh, my condolences, uh, to your friend, because I know you lost a real good for uh, real dear friend, uh, very young fellow freed young, uh, from, from the show yeah. it's a living yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i wanted to yeah. say my yeah. condolences because uh, i know you were close with her she and that was an actress too and home that home was actress. one of my favorite favorite shows and i know that it's a living it was a one season and then making a living You renamed it and it became like a, a a better show of uh, more seasons after so that. I, I
2: didn't do so i didn't do the network version but yeah and we're right at of time, so I didn't do the network version mm-hmm. uh of It's a Living when it was on ABC mm-hmm. and,
1: and uh, I know that she was a real good friend of yours, and my condolences that she you. passed away so
2: uh it's actually Not you know really. people assume that like the Golden Girls are over and Shirley mm-hmm. was my favorite thing to work on. Mm-hmm. It's a living was actually my favorite show so yes, that was one we, of my when favorites when came making a living it mm-hmm. was what called first run syndication okay? yes. So it wasn't on the network. So it was on, you know, at different times in different markets. They'd go. Through. I love so like that in LA, show. It was on Saturday afternoons. Our lead-in mm-hmm. was Raiders' Playbook. Mm-hmm. No one in yeah. LA was watching. I, I love that movie.
1: show because it was her character. It's like everybody went to her for for advice. Right. It's like her character was like one of the main people. Like everybody would of the come to her ep- house.
2: Of the hundred episodes we did, I wrote mm-hmm. twenty-seven of them. That's wonderful. I, I love the show. I love mm-hmm. the character. I heard the character. Me too.
1: It was my favorite.
2: I wish I had written 27 Golden Girls because uh-huh. I'd, be I'd be getting much better residual chicks. Anyway. The, uh, one of my
1: favorite, the, the Golden Girls episode that I liked is when they, they just showed the heads on yes. the plates. Uh-huh. And they go, oh, my gosh, we're just heads. But what and the funny part is that, that Rose true. is the one that said, what happens when there's just one of us left? And that was her line. Yep. That yep. was Betty White's line. Mark, do you ever
2: miss the the grind? Well the only thing I miss is the the rewrite room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because the rewrite room, if you're if you're on a show like Golden Girls, uh it's the best. I I, we couldn't I couldn't put on, you know, we we would just make each other laugh, and then at some Mm -hmm. point I'd say, No, wait a minute, we have to work on the show a little bit. Mm -hmm. I remember the
0: last time you were here, you said it was you're like it's funny. You I could see you going back to that moment. Mark said, and I got it on tape for the world to see. Mark said, there's nothing like being on a hit show. And his Mm -hmm. eyes just glowed. And when you're on
2: first time out and you go to the rewrite room, you might as well be going into the coal mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and you were very close to your sister, I see, because she gave you a 40-pound crystal, but you decided to give it back to her because you felt it belonged to her, correct?
2: No, 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 no. No, 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 oh, no you don't understand. I mean, I got more crystals in my house than Superman, okay? Uh, and, and I've been over this with Angelo, and we're not, we're uh-huh. not we, no, we did a whole show. We're not I want to hear about we're that. Not, crystal. We're not together on the
0: crystal thing, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I explained that actually. Basically... If you
2: look over this shoulder, which shoulder uh-huh, I see, it. Is, yeah, you see some I, balls I, there, I see it, you see a little calcite thing, cave of silver. Oh, yes, uh huh.
0: And actually, oh, let me here. explain something, Amelia. When it comes uh-huh. to crystals,
1: uh-huh.
0: you're not going to separate
2: Mark and his crystal. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Andrew that tried.
1: crystal. Actually, okay,
2: I love that crystal. Happened. You see, on tried, wall. remember Hirschfeld, the guy who used to do all the covers for the play. Oh, God. In the uh-huh. So that, oh, I can't. I oh, love that, that crystal. I was like, case, <laughs> at the end of Golden Girls, as a goodbye present, yeah, uh-huh. Thomas Harris a will uh-huh. do uh, a drawing of of the ladies at uh, around the, the kitchen table mm-hmm. uh very limited edition and that's one of my golden girl's treasures beautiful. Mm-hmm. but yeah I for, love my that sister, crystal by, my sister got you know uh, just oh my god you know it's like this is on my desk oh know? that's beautiful yeah. oh he's got some crystal trust me I love know. crystals yeah. that's uh, one of my
1: favorite things to collect
0: don't
2: tell angelo he's going to mm-hmm. try to talk you out of it it's just between
1: you and me, I don't... Oh <laughs> no, he knows my address. It. Right. it doesn't look like
2: he's listening right now, so let I'm me reel him back in here. I want to see your crystals. Oh no, what we were
0: talking about. Let me reel you back in here, brother. You. you. know I love you. You've been here three times. Okay, you right? my, my favorite people. But let me explain what I was trying to tell Mark in a loving and kind and brotherly way was. Those crystals aren't doing anything for you. You can't do for yourself. <laughs> and in fact, the only energy they give you is what you give them. They're just amplifying what you give them. That's all.
2: They amplify. Or it they, makes they it amplify. They amplify what is now. Just it's, like yes, just like any other brother. Sometimes you listen, sometimes you don't don't. Sometimes you fuck themselves, you know. It's like, your brother.
1: They make a pretty decoration. I and just love them. He'll be back
2: for a fourth appearance
0: and a fifth. Absolutely. Appearance. <laughs> absolutely, I'll make
1: sure of it. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> I'll
0: absolutely. You better believe. Yes. it. Yeah, I love Mark. He's one of oh, my. I want to
1: talk some more about his books because there's nothing Go like ahead. holding a book in your hand. I love it. I don't like having the books on the Kindle oh, or the thing, anything like you know, that.
2: Here's and For anybody, because actually mm-hmm. it's only going to be for a couple more days. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you go to MarkSotkin.com mm-hmm. okay, and you go to yes. books and novels. You can mm-hmm. download them for free. Mm-hmm. But yep. starting on Wednesday, because I'm getting ready to go to this conference thing. You're only mm-hmm. going to get the first 50 pages for free. So mm-hmm. I'll suck you in and then you got to buy the book. <laughs> then you got to buy the book. I'd
1: I'd rather <laughs> buy the book. I'd rather buy the book cuz I'd rather hold the book Trust in my me. hand.
2: Buy yeah. the book. It's worth it. It's yes. buy the book. Yeah. Uh,
0: don't anyway. don't
1: down, don't download. Buy the book, people. No, no. Buy the book. No. There's nothing no. like holding
2: no. a book in your hand. Cool.
1: Exactly. Turning the pages I, is I, and the actually, best.
2: Actually, With uh, kind of Dirty Paris Confessions, so all the mm-hmm. books have uh, there's you can get the book or you can get the the kindle version mm-hmm. but on kind of dirty I also did the audio book okay. so if you're in the you are audio out. books uh, mm-hmm. it's there
1: are you planning on writing any more books in the future
2: right now actually I'm I've just finished the first draft I'm writing a one man show which scares the hell out of me because I've never <laughs> performed a one man show Uh, and it's about, uh, fear of the aging process, which a lot Mm -hmm. of people were all going through. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I'm working on now. And I don't know if I'm going to perform it or not going to perform it, or if it works, how long I'll perform it. So at the moment, that's really got my focus and I don't have uh, any real book ideas right now, but Mm -hmm. nothing's crossed off the list of, of, I'm never going to do the books. It's a big undertaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you want to write a book about a guy who's been in
0: the wrestling business for 40
2: years? <laughs> you got $100,000? You got I'd love to. Brother, <laughs> well, I ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are always telling me, you know, I've got a book you should write. And no, no, no. You have a book that you should write. <laughs> Is yeah, you exactly. Write.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah. If you
0: want more, it's going to cost you money. You can do it for yourself and self publish it on 48hourbooks.com. There you go, all day and all night.
2: Funny's expensive, yeah. funny's expensive.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> Funny is also brilliant when it works. Um, <laughs> well, some of my favorite people, yes, mm-hmm. and and I have a great affection for old comedy like Charlie Chaplin, yes, Buster uh, Keaton, uh, Harold Lloyd. I love the old silence because they can make you laugh. <laughs> without ever having said
2: a word. So yes. the Talk big the big that. the big scene in working stiffs mm-hmm. is me ripping off Harold Lloyd.
1: Okay. Oh.
2: There you go, because it they're they're changing the light bulb on a clock on a um the on towers. a skyscraper. And Harold Lloyd was hanging. Only Harold Lloyd was probably hanging off. The <laughs> those guys, yeah, those guys yeah. were nuts, and he did mm-hmm. his own stunts too. By the way, that's why I'm saying those guys were crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, they don't make comedy anymore like they used to. Not like not nowadays. Yeah, it's
2: just you know what? There's it's, people ask me about this all the time. They are this? It's not the same because there's so many people now who still watch Golden Girls who tell mm-hmm. me, "Oh, we watch it every night before we go to bed because it's." Positive. I did.
1: I did with my stepson every That's, night. Right. So every what? night, Stylistic,
2: It just changed. This style has changed. Uh-huh. There's, there's still really good television. It Stylistically, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Every, that was our routine every, every night. night. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Millie. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't
1: no, run. it's like uh, he, uh, he and I had a structured environment because we had to when he was little, and uh, he come home from school. He did his homework. He made his bed, and the school had us do that because. Uh, yeah it was something that we had to do. And he said, come on, mama, come on, mama. I was like, what's going on? He goes, golden girls, golden girls. He was so excited every night. He would make a room, popcorn and some soda and Pepsi, by the way, because I had to have Pepsi. Okay. And, a and, and so we love
0: Pepsi around here.
1: Yes, we do. And so we'd sit down, have our popcorn. He goes, come on, mom, come on, mom. So we'd watch the golden girls. And he, as soon as he knew it was over, it was time for bed, but he was so like, come on.
2: I, and mm-hmm. I gotta tell you this. Mm hmm. The most rewarding thing for me about, uh, about this is mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people have told me mm-hmm. I used to watch it with my grandmother and now I watch mm-hmm. it with my kids and it means so much. Yeah. And I remember my grandmother yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for whatever reason, it's a huge hit in the gay, yes, community, mm-hmm. in the gay yeah. community and how many yeah. men have said I came out to my mother or my grandmother while we were watching Golden Girls and yeah. um, mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, yeah, just, by it, virtual, it, it, it just yeah. it's just such a blessing for me and to hear yes. that. But thank you, Amelia. And I'm glad yeah. you had the, the first
0: comment we had of the, yeah. evening,
2: I put it right back up.
1: And now my son's passed March away years. three years ago. And every time I see it now, it's like not the same for me anymore, but I watch it because I know that he's watching it with me.
2: Yep. And so, so it's it just, it's an incredible blessing for me yeah. to yeah. know how much we affect oh, yes. people. Um, and, mm-hmm. and how much the show means? I said yeah. they got over two thousand people oh, flying yeah. and coming to Chicago. Yeah, it, uh, yes. And there are no Golden Girls going to be there.
1: Yeah, it Mark, got me. They got me buying the big the purses, connect- like Blanche. I mean, like Dorothy did. I said, I love those big purses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mark, can we talk about the connection between comedy and tragedy? I want to talk about, uh, uh, particularly some guys from the the thirties, forties, and fifties. Mm-hmm. Um. There are a, a guy, for example, Fatty Arbuckle, right? Mm-hmm. W. C. Fields, um, mm-hmm. uh, Alfalfa, right? Yes, these were you know people known to be funny. They were the comedians of the day, right? Oh, absolutely.
1: They had very
0: <laughs> tragic lives, yes. yes. Um, what is it about great tragedy that that great comedy is born from? That springs from? Talk to me about the that uh, turning, you know, the frown upside down kind of thing. Uh, it's the curse.
2: It's it's just <laughs> it's how our brains mm-hmm. work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's you strange, know, isn't it? When I see the you know the car uh, you know has just run over the dog, I'm thinking it's a shame his name was Lucky you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's just it's what happens okay? yeah yeah when it happens i have to say it okay it just it has you to come told out the
0: story on the show once when your mom passed away and you were um looking at the uh, uh i guess the undertakers and they were taking her out of that the home Yes, and you and your sister were cracking jokes at each other what was
2: so, uh, it was mostly me cracking jokes and making her laugh so hard cuz the people who came in t- to take my mother's body away they were the, from they were from the Adams it was Morticia yeah. and Gomez <laughs> <I'm laughs> that was a, it's who they were i'm telling you it's who they were mm-hmm. okay it, it, and he went, and, and, he we went to look at, and we went to look at urns and one of the choices you have is they look like books on a bookshelf so you can put yeah. mom on the bookshelf. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what am I supposed to do with that? Am I supposed to, uh, you know, yeah. my mom was yeah. eighty-eight. She had lived a great life. Yeah, I loved her. Do I miss her? I miss her. But she had a so I I celebrate her life. I don't I don't mourn. I her, will her, tell her, you, her. I didn't.
0: That did not come to full fruition with me until January twenty-first of this year. I lost my father. And my father, you had to understand. This guy was a character, when the last of the old time characters. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're uh, still here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs>
2: sorry, but you're still here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and my father's still here too. Yes. Um, because that kind of energy don't die. Right. Um, yeah. so it's funny because uh, somebody said, "When people only die if you forget them," and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. People only die if you forget them. Interestingly enough, though, we found ourselves even at the funeral parlor, you know, just laughing. Of course, that's the craziest Mm -hmm. shit.
2: Of course, the stories that what people were telling.
1: Oh
0: yes.
2: You know, growing up for me, the dinner table was showtime. Okay. Oh God, yeah. My 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 greatest Mm -hmm. joy—if I could make my mother laugh till she peed in her pants. Yeah. (laughs) Stop! Mm -hmm. Stop! I'm gonna pee. Heaven, oh, you
0: know, there's mm-hmm. I I don't, funny. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen this film, Amelia. I know Mark has. It's called Mr. Saturday Night Billy Crystal. Yes, um, mm-hmm. it's a, an amazing film about you know a a kind of um, what you said, like a Borscht Belt comedian that made it big, what the sure. did the mm-hmm. Saturday night, you know, kind of um, maybe based on Milton Burrow, whatever. The case may have been That generation, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and he and his brother started out as a team. What makes one brother funnier than the other? What, where, where is funny in the genes? Yes. or it's funny in the delivery.
2: So, no, no, it's mm-hmm. funny in the genes. It's just how your brain works. So mm-hmm. my whole family, my sister is funny, and my brother is funny. Mm-hmm. He ain't as funny as I am. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're just not, yeah. okay and so uh yeah that's why so and, and my father he was a teaser okay he was a guy who would mm-hmm. tease okay which sometimes you know my, my sister's memories of the dinner table are different than my <laughs> memories of the dinner table okay? <laughs> I, could talk- I saw mark sotkin's picture because I, I, I could top my father when he teased me mm-hmm. you know so it was like sure bring it on and and that's just the it's just the wiring i can't i was so yeah. i'm so lucky that i was in that line you know it's like mm-hmm. i yeah. can't i could never study i never did my homework i just faked well, my way through school. you say
0: that because the first time i saw your picture mark i thought to myself here's a guy that looks like he should be teaching math class no thanks yeah,
2: i know <laughs>
0: It's I can't just, do you know, it,
2: teach it. Mm-mm.
0: Juxtaposition of what a person looks like and what comes out of their head.
2: When I was in high, when I was in school, when I was in high school, people say, "Well, what do you want to be?" I used to say, "Oh, I'm going to be a doctor." Only because adults love it when you say you're going to be a doctor. You want to feel mm-hmm. like my daughter? Sure, go ahead, honey. He's going to be a doctor. Come on, mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I got to college, I saw how hard the kids were working who just wanted to be dentists. Yeah. (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Same for me. So, and I've told you, when I was young, and I, I probably told this on a previous episode, but so when I was little, Amelia, when I was probably third grade, maybe second, third grade, fourth grade, I would put talcum powder on my face and tell my mother I didn't feel well. Okay, what she probably had to find was hilarious. And so not all the time, but very often she'd let me stay home. And we lived in New Jersey across from New York. And I would spend all day watching December Bride, Life of Riley, My Little Margie. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Bob Cummings Show. All these shows that mm-hmm. were in rerun in New York. And that's when I was a topper Top, what a great topper
1: show. topper oh I love that what show topper topper show. returns
2: so yes um, I me, Amelia that was yes. my, that was my school <laughs> that was school. I love
1: topper are you kidding I remember I, that
2: Leo G. Carroll um, oh my God yes just, um, it was funny because the
1: Donna Reed show I remember that.
2: That was that. That was You're later. I mean, that, that was I was old enough to actually <laughs> understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, For
0: real, You're, she's
2: killing me with this shit. She never told me <laughs> this before. Yeah, you yeah. had the way to market here to tell me this shit. So, so, I know, so I Kath, Kath, Kathleen also. Freeman. I just I happen to be watching. So, I'm not watching whole episodes of Golden Girls now, but I'm watching mm-hmm. enough to remember what the episode was about. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when I go to Chicago, they're going to ask me questions. So there was oh, one. Okay. I remember, yeah. remember,
1: try to remember the one where uh, where they Blanche was flirting, and then Sophia's there, and they says, uh, "I'm going to go sit. I'm going to get myself in the bathtub, and she's uh, just enough to fill my bosom." And then Sophia says, "You're only going to sit an inch of water."
2: Yeah, right. So the, <laughs> That's but, funny. <laughs> but if this was the episode where Sophia <gasps> goes to become a nun. She decides. Yes. She and oh Kathleen God. Freeman mm-hmm. plays the mother superior.
1: that's funny
2: she was was the young maid yes copper oh yes i got to work with people that i grew up watching (laughs) you know i just watched an episode with donna mitch i worked with donna mitchy i worked with cesar romero i
1: -hmm. worked with these
2: old movie stars Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it was just just a great great can we talk about cesar romero a
0: minute sure i want to talk about cesar okay there's a rumor floating around Hollywood for a long time that Cesar Romero liked oranges uh, wedged in his butt cheeks. Do you know yeah. it? <laughs> did okay. You, did you hear this?
2: Never heard that one.
0: Okay. Uh, that tidbit of information came from Gilbert Gottfried.
2: You know, <laughs> it, it's interesting. I'm uh, just relating I, with Gilbert. <laughs> I, I, I'd start with, tanger- with tangerine. He talks about it all
0: the time. That that Caesar Romero, of, of, he was a gay man. There's right. no, that's very you know um, been spoken about for a long time. It's in the open. Right. Um. But they said that he liked the feeling of peeled oranges between his butt cheeks.
2: See now, what I when I hear that, I'm thinking. You got to start with tangerines, right? Right. You're not, not going to go right to oranges. Exactly. <laughs> Caesar went right to oranges. Yeah. Even a even, apparently- even kumquat's a good idea to start with, you know? And
0: Milton Berle, another one. Let's talk about Uncle <laughs> Milton. They used to call him the snake.
2: Yes. Yes. And he, and he loved people to know how big his dick was.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Here, here, here's the thing. If you're a star, if you're a star or if you're in the business, mm-hmm. it's very attractive to other people. People are going to want to be with you. Yeah. Uh, if I you're, met a, if you're a comic on the road, it's lonely on the road. You know, I,
0: I have to tell you, Mark, I met Milton Barrel. Yes. He actually attended one of my shows. Oh. Um, I was performing in in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, just outside of um, just outside of Philadelphia, um, and uh, we were doing. You know, my partner and I had a a DJ routine. We did, you know, we had dancers and we had music and the whole bit. Milton Berle came in, dressed in full regalia, lipstick, eyeliner, the whole everything uh, down to the heels, and was impeccable, and there wasn't a hair out of place. He comes up to me after the show. He has two drinks in his hand. He puts one in front of me, one in front of my partner. And he's got now, imagine this, Amelia. Uncle Milty's dressed up looking beautiful like an old lady, right? Mm -hmm. Holds pulls out a cigar from his handbag purse and proceeds to light it up you know, he had a kind of a raspy voice. It was, you just had to see it, what I was looking at. It was, it, mm-hmm. I can't even describe it to you. Mark, you understand this because you, you've you clearly mm-hmm. seen Uncle Miltie in drag at some point. And M- Uncle Miltie to, seemed to like to be in drag. He loved to
2: dress in drag.
0: Mm-hmm. I met him.
2: So, in Dorothy, drag. Dorothy's brother Phil was a cross dresser. I don't know how often Uncle what Uncle Milty was wearing when he walked around the house in the morning. Was he wearing a house coat or was he wearing a PJs? You know, who knows? Yeah, he I don't know. Who knows I know what what it, he was wearing. I know what he was
0: wearing at the Norristown Hilton though that night. That was uh, <laughs> That was that was Uncle Milty and, and everybody knew he was there. We made a big announcement too and he, and he even took a bow. And, of course he took a bow. He wanted everybody to know he was there. And uh-huh. he, he sure to hell did too, Rest me. And everybody knew. Once they knew that was Milton Barrel, you know, everybody was there. Yep. So, um, it was just a very peculiar thing to, to <laughs> talking to me with that cigar hanging in his
2: mouth. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys, you're really good. You know. <laughs> you see the sign that's above my head? You can't, I can't read it, but what it says is, everything about it is appealing. Okay. Exactly. Remember the song. There's no uh-huh. business like show business. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. Everything about it is appealing. And you have to just keep reminding yourself yeah. of that when uh-huh. you hear of some people's peculiar little things about them, about their ha- what they do with an orange.
0: That's Everything why that Amelia and
2: I do what we do. We're show
0: wolves. That's right. That's why we're here. We're so show you mm-hmm.
1: And you're our first guest on, on The Talk always. is Cheap.
0: Always, my friend, a welcome guest on this program. i got to have you back. We're going to try and get Bruce Philancho on here. Um, if you he, <laughs> he Bruce, if you're watching, Mark's going to show you this program. Yeah. We're really mm-hmm. fun around here. Um, okay. And I'd like to have you on. Um,
2: what's next for Mark Sodkin? Uh, I'm doing a rewrite on this first one-man show. Okay. And... Uh... Then I have to figure out if I'm going to do it and where I'm going to do it and see if I like doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, my friend, uh, the East Coast is always a great place to try out new material. So, what I think I'm, I've, I've got a couple of venues, uh, in places like Boulder where I lived for a long time okay. that I know I could paper i wouldn't have to worry about selling tickets i could paper a house and sure sure work so i i I sort of have it in my mind what i would do and how i would do it
0: Mm -hmm.
2: um i'm actually working with judy askins who i mentioned you know she was the director and so we're gonna work on the performance end of it um i just read it for the first time for the first two people who heard it uh gail parent and jim valley who were golden girls writers and and Mm -hmm. friends so um I'm just trying to get that to where I think it's good enough to get up in front of people. Yeah, and uh, talk about it. Beautiful. I well,
0: to- my friend, give oh. your uh, social
2: media. Where can people contact you? Uh, I'm on marksocking.com. I'm Mostly social media. Even though I'm on Twitter, but I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, and there's a lot of other Golden Girls fans who are on, who are friends there, and we're. We've just started to talk about the, 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 it's called golden con. It's the, rather than comic con. It's golden. I yeah, con. love con. The, mm-hmm. the show that's coming mm-hmm. in, in Chicago. Um, if, uh, if anybody's interested in that, um, the website is thank you for being a fan, not thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a yeah. fan.com. Um, and people can find out about tickets and all of that mm-hmm. there. And who else is going to be there? Uh, terrific gonna be actors and thank and- you for
0: being a fan.com that yeah. is the golden girls convention yes. being held in chicago you can find out information you can get to a- april 22nd and- through the 25th awesome terrific and you can
2: meet and greet with mark Sidkin. um and to- here's the thing which they're just going to post on that site yeah. if you want an autographed copy of one of my books and you happen to go to that thing in Chicago, order your book now from Amazon, bring it with you, because I'm not schlepping books. Right. And uh, we, ha- I'm, we have autographed books for you. Awesome. We know
0: that Mark is not
2: a book schlepper. <laughs> <Not> a
0: schlepper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he asked me if I was bringing books, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna schlep books. Mark, I love <laughs>
0: you, brother. You are uh, always a welcome addition to this family. Absolutely. I'm I'm proud to Good luck, to call good luck friend. with the show, good luck with the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, my friend. On that note, Amelia, yes, give everybody your social. Where can people get a hold of my friend, Amelia?
1: At Amelia Valerio Chapman on Facebook or aachap70 at gmail.com or yep. in, with you here on Tuesday and Thursday night.
0: And you can reach me at Mad Dog Decipio on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, reach us if you need to at wrestlingwiththefuture@gmail.com. at gmail.com that is our hub that is our uh, everything goes through there for uh, all of our shows and mm-hmm. um, well we got a new one coming up we're not even going to talk about it yet but it's yes. going to be a new one mm-hmm. um, on behalf of Mark Stockton on behalf of Amelia Chapman the Pitbull I am Mad Dog Scipio. take care everybody we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye